It's the Lawn and Garden Show with Walter Reeves on News 95.5 at AM 750 WSB. It's brought to you by Pike Nurseries, your neighborhood garden center. Playing in the dirt for more than 50 years. Call now with your lawn and garden questions at 404-872-0750 or 1-800-WSB-TALK. And now, here's Walter. Good Saturday morning to you, seven minutes after the hour on 95.5 and AM 750 WSB. Good morning, it's Ashley Frasca filling in again for Walter. I promise he will be back next Saturday. Always look forward to this, always have a good time. Two of my favorite associate hosts, if you will, in studio with me today, Mickey Gasaway from Pike Nursery. Good, good morning. morning. And Joe Lample, the host of Growing a Greener World. Good morning. Hi, Ashley. An author of many books. <laughs> And congratulations on an anniversary for you, a full year of beekeeping. Yeah, a little over a full year. I've learned so much. And, you know, what's scary is is I feel like I've learned a ton because I started at zero, so anything is a lot. But compared to what there is to know, it's... It doesn't even show up on the radar. There's so much more oh, to know. Oh, yeah. Every every day I learn more about it. But that's what I love about gardening, too. I always feel like, you know, you're always learning more. So I guess yeah. those are the kind of subjects I like, and beekeeping certainly has no shortage of that. That's right. I'm getting a new bee and some nukes today, so I'm excited. And now, how many years do you have under your belt, Mickey? Well, I did it about 25 years ago. I was working at it then, and now... Um, I've only been doing it about three years this time. And how do you go about getting bees? Well, I get mine from Sam Elrod in Dallas, and um, they're, they come in a box with nukes in them, and you just take them out and put them in your hive. Easy, easy, easy. And Joe, was yours, I mean, you wanted to do something for the show, for the audience. Is this just something new you thought, I haven't done this yet, let's do it. Yeah, well, that's kind of the cool thing about writing the show and producing the show and owning the show is you get to do what you want on the show (laughs) as long as it's within the guidelines. But I have always wanted bees. And it makes sense in your garden to, you know, find more, attract more pollinators. And then with all the interest in beekeeping these days. So what better way to do that than just to set them up at your own place? So that's how it started. And then, uh, you know, my passion and interest really grew from there. So I started off with two hives a year ago, and now I'm at five, and as of yesterday, six, because we just captured a swarm, and that's a whole other colony. exciting. And, and we've got to watch the show, because you just showed me a quick video on yeah. your phone of how you capture a swarm once they kind of leave the hive and just yeah, collect big, on a branch Big somewhere. cluster of bees hanging on a limb somewhere that some, oftentimes is, is it within reach, at least with a ladder, and you get up there kind of in their face and scoop them out and drop them in a bucket and and they're and so docile they at that are. point. See, I would be terrified. They're drunk on honey at that yeah, point. Yeah, they're full. So yeah. they're, they're an easy target. Oh, yeah. That is fascinating. I remember those well, days. Throughout the show. <laughs> <laughs> throughout the show, I do want to revisit that and talk more about bees for sure. We've yeah. already got people jumping on the line, and you can join us, too, at 404-872-0750. We say good morning to Nicole. Ashley. Hi. How are you this morning? Fine, fine. Um, is that the same man that he taught last week? Nope. nope. No, last week was Neil Tarver. He's a um, horticultural agent with Cobb County. Joel Lample is a host. But but thanks for uh, confusing me with Neil. He has such a cool, <laughs> laid-back voice. I want to be like him when I grow up. <laughs> Although I may be older than him. Probably am. Every, I'm older than most. Well, good. Really? Yes. That's fascinating. Well, you don't think I sound like him? <laughs> <laughs> well, <laughs> Mickey and I sound alike. <laughs> 
Yes, Ashley, you have a different voice this morning. I I do. I'm having some uh some some medical issues. <laughs> I don't feel in the best shape this morning, but I didn't want to miss this. I look forward to this the few times a year I get to do it. So it is worth jumping out of bed. And yeah. if she had stayed home, we would have come to her. That's so right. <laughs> she's not allowed to go, to not be here. So yes. clematis cl- 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 seeds, huh? Um yes, I have um I have the uh, autumn clematis that birds spread around. Yeah. <laughs> so I have uh, like 10 of the different colors, the regular clematis, but they put up some seed. And uh, we collect the seed like we would collect any seed, isn't it? Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, one of them I didn't plant, but it's just so, it went inside the ivy, but it's pink. And I was thinking the birds spread the seed, isn't it? Probably so. The did you say it was the sweet autumn clematis? No, no, I have the sweet autumn because I know it comes everywhere. But yeah, it's sort of invasive. Yes, yes, but I have the regular, you know, all the kind of color, purple, pink, and oh, white. Oh, I love and, them. You know, and clematis is what we're seeing a lot of folks have it at their mailboxes. Yes, right? it that's kind of right. Vines. Beautiful. The seed almost looks like a little uh, hairy looking little thing. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, and it smells good. Yeah. You know, but this one. Uh, been spread by the bird too so we have to get to the seed first before the bird gets them yeah probably so i've never done it by seed have you joe have you ever done clematis by seed i've never i haven't um i've kind of done a lot less things these days by seed it's (laughs) easy to get it otherwise yeah i haven't Okay. Nicole, you'll need to let us know, but I don't see why not. Yeah, as long as you kind of keep a close eye. Or, I mean, is there a possibility of maybe throwing some netting over it to, to prevent or the Or maybe birds? catching it in a little sack or something. Sometimes yeah, people I, do that. They put a sack around things. Yeah, I have to get there before the birds. Yeah. Yes, uh, you do. Mr. Reeve was saying something uh, two weeks ago. He said that uh, we have to check for ticks. Oh, I had a new pair of earrings yesterday. Oh, oh no. no. Yes, I could not believe one in my neck and one on my my uh, ear. How long oh, were gee. you outside? Well, I, you know, I think this, the they, they stand on tall, isn't it, on tall grass? Mm-hmm. If you put your head underneath, all this stuff falling in your head. Right. Oh, my goodness. Oh, man. Oh, see, I'm terrified of that. I've been yeah. more conscious like of that this year, yeah. probably because of Walter mentioning, yeah. you know, the the ticks. Every year it's a problem, but I've just been a little more aware. Check everything when I go inside. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's why I'm bringing up because, um, you know, you take a bath every day, but you don't check every single Speak day. for yourself. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of taking a bath every day, this is a great segue. Nicole, today is Naked Garden oh, Day. Oh, right. <laughs> All right. Happy Naked yeah. Garden Day to you. Good grief. <laughs> <laughs> now, I will say the hosts and the staff of the show, Rachel and Scott, we, we all did wear clothes today, yes, but what happens later is... Well, y'all didn't tell me you were going to wear clothes today, because when Walter set me up for this, he said it was Naked Garden Day, and I just assumed that meant I needed to comply. <laughs> and if you want to see something funny, too, go on Walter's website later on today, walterreeves.com, and type in the search bar, Naked Gardening Day, and, and you're in oh, for a man. surprise. Mm-hmm. And can somebody turn the heat up a little bit? It's cold in here. <laughs> Well, Nicole, thank you so much. That's a great question about clematis. It's got me thinking. Enjoy your day. Thank well, you. You too, you Nicole. Too. We'll talk to you Bye, soon. Bye, Nicole. Bye.
All right, 404-872-0750. We have a little more time before a news break. Let's speak to Jean. Jean's calling this morning from Bremen. Good morning. Good morning. How are uh, you? I'm fine. Uh, I have a camellia tree. It's 30-something years old, and it's about 10 or 15 feet high, but the lower branches has just got really straggly. Mm-hmm. and it's beginning to put out. Can I bring them back some and then maybe fertilize the tree or something? They just hang really low. They're not real strong. Uh, and when they bloom, it they just, it, they just come down to the ground nearly. What I would do is not take the limb back all the way to the trunk. If you're trying to stimulate new growth and just revigorate it at that lower level, is that is, am I right in the assumption there so far? Uh-huh. Then I would um I would look to cut that branch back somewhat, but not as not any farther than you have to because when you make that cut, you'll you will stimulate dormant buds just below the cut. But uh, don't go all the way back to the trunk because you're wanting to still keep that area filled out. But that should induce some new sprouting, and then you'll have some fresh growth there. Um, Will it bloom next year? It has just uh, it got killed all the blooms several times during the winter. It's the kind that blooms during the winter. I thought it was a spring blooming, but it. They wouldn't. So it's Japonica. A, it's a sink, oh, Japonica. I mean, Sasanqua blooms earlier than Japonica. Right. Usually. Right. Well, or I could, it will. It might. I, I, there are a lot of variables there. Pruning induces growth, and growth is localized. Where you prune to is where it comes out, where it comes out usually in there. So, um, I, like Joe said, you probably, if how many trunks has it got? Just one. It's Just one. Trunk. Yeah, I wouldn't, I wouldn't go back too far. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and if you want to fertilize it, uh, you know, just a 10-10-10 kind of fertilizer a little bit around the drip line, uh-huh. not too much. Uh, but uh, the one thing about camellia, very, very um, accepting of pruning. Yeah. You know, they're really hardy with pruning. So don't overdo it, though. I never like to see people overdo it. Okay. Okay. Thank you so much. Thank you, Good Jean. Luck. Keep that looking healthy and pretty. I love camellias. So right now, the spring ones are fading away a yeah. little bit. Looking forward to my fall. I always think when I see them at the end of the driveway in the fall, I've got the white, and it looks like a fried egg mm. because the center <laughs> yeah, of it is yeah. so yellow up right. against the white. Yeah. I love it. All right. More of your questions when we come back. 404-872-0750. You're listening to Lawn and Garden on WSB. This is Scott Slade, host of Atlanta's Morning News on News 95.5 at AM 750 WSB. We'll be covering breaking news, Kirk Mellish weather, and traffic red alerts through the weekend. And the Southeast's largest news team is here for you first thing Monday morning when you head back to work. News 95.5 at AM 750 WSB. Now back to Walter Reeves, the lawn and garden advice you need. 624 on WSB. A quick look at this weekend's weather brought to you by Ackerman Security System today. Sunshine all day, a high of 77, a low of 54. And Sunday, mostly cloudy. Tomorrow, a high of 80. That's going to feel great, a low of 57. Starting to get into a mix of clouds and sunshine at the beginning of the week, but it's going to be a beautiful weekend. So what all can folks be doing? Mickey, I know you said you've just about wrapped up. You've planted everything you've, you wanted to plant. Me My too. My vegetable garden is done um I, I finished planting some annuals yesterday i planted a new baptisia yesterday i did some hanging baskets 
I'm done. I so, really am. Joe, what do you think for some last-minute <laughs> procrastinators? Yeah, I'm I'm trying something this year that I haven't done before, and so I have this huge vegetable garden, right. and uh, I'm always anxious to get that all planted out. But this year, I exercised some restraint, did not plan out every bed in every spot, because I want to stagger my plantings right. with my tomatoes and things. So I'm going to put a few more in today, and then wait and wait, you know, and put in some more. I've got a friend that does that in Raleigh who's very successful and gets... Big full tomatoes all the way up until frost. Yeah, uh, and but and my peter out room before for that. If you, yeah, um, if right. I if I do it right, mine usually lasts through. September, mm-hmm. October. Now, so are you leaving some of the beds empty from last year? Or just a spot here just, and there. So you're the, not planting them all at one time. Not every saying. spot in every bed. There's so I've got spaces reserved in various beds. You <laughs> Very know. disciplined. <laughs> oh, let me tell you, it's hard. <laughs> yeah. All right. 404-872-0750. I think we have time really quickly for Charles in Athens. Good morning. Good morning. You've got a great question about your centipede lawn. First, I want to say how... Much I appreciate Nicole's beautiful German accent. Actually, (laughs) French-Canadian. Huh? Who would have known? She's French-Canadian. You're kidding. No. (laughs) Mm -mm. That is one of the most common questions we get, is where Nicole is from. (laughs) Wow. So we love it, too. I have centipede grass. It looks good, but I have a lot of weeds. Uh, Walter, I think, recommended one thing among others, image. I got the image. It's the kind you hook on the end of your hose. Any advice on how to put it out? I don't want to do any damage. Wait until your centipede. Make sure it's totally green before mm-hmm. you put it out. And then read the directions. Do it just like just like it says. I like the one in the, the bottle with the pump sprayer, but a lot of people like the one with the hose in. It's super so. convenient. Just make sure you buy yeah. the right herbicide for it because otherwise it's very sensitive that's to... That's why I image. That's yeah. the right one. Right. It's, it, the active ingredient is atrazine. Reading the label is hugely call. important. Most certainly. Thank you for the call, Charles. All right, we are out of time for now, but stick around. We have lots more to cover. We have to talk about bees, have to talk about English ivy and some mysteries in the city of Atlanta. We want to talk to you about that next. I'm Ashley Frasca filling in for Walter Reeves. This is the Lawn and Garden Show on WSB. It's the Lawn and Garden Show with Walter Reeves on News 95.5 at AM 750 WSB. It's brought to you by Pike Nurseries, your neighborhood garden center. Playing in the dirt for more than 50 years. Call now with your lawn and garden questions at 404-872-0750 or 1-800-WSB-TALK. And now, here's Walter. Good Saturday morning again. You're joined this morning by Ashley Frasca. Walter Reeves is out, but he will be back next Saturday. I'm fortunate enough to have Joe Lample and Mickey Gasway in studio with me. It's 50 degrees right now on Peachtree Street, headed for a really pretty day, yes. guys. I'm really excited about that. Me if I too. feel better, I may not sleep all day. I'll just sleep <laughs> part of the day and then get to enjoy the rest of it. Well, we have plenty of your calls to get to. Folks have joined us at 404 404- Eight seven two zero seven fifty. Susan in Cartersville. Good morning. Good morning. You've got a great question about lady slippers. What is it you're looking to do? Well, I like to protect them, and uh, I found them in Canton, Georgia. And there's about twenty or so of them, and there's a lot of them blooming. And I do understand that they take about ten to sixteen years to bloom. And um, and I know you can't propagate them or anything like that. So what do we do? Now, are you finding them in the woods? Yes, ma'am. And that's unfortunately (laughs) where most people have to enjoy them. Bad news. 
They really rely on a fungus that's present in the soil Mm -hmm. to grow. And a lot of times they grow around pine trees, that kind of thing. That's why they do so well in the wood line. Transplanting them is just not possible. It's so hard to recreate the soil that they're in. Now, are they endangered here? Are they protected through the state? Not not that I'm aware of. I don't want to misspeak on that. but I don't know either. Okay. Mm -hmm. Great question. All right. Yes, yeah, Susan, I'm so sorry we don't have better news. I wish there was a way. What, Mickey, what did you say earlier? The million dollar question yes. if someone could yes, figure out how to do right. that. If you could, there's another plant called ground pine or lycopodium. And the same thing. If you could come up with a way to reproduce it in, in, in the garden, then you can make a million dollars, but nobody can figure out how to do that because there are certain things that are needed in the soil and it just won't grow without it. And I, I think the same thing is probably true with lady slippers. And actually, Susan, we did miss, misspeak. Teresa Shrum, who's a friend of the show, says the lady slippers are, are protected in, in Georgia okay. because it is so highly desired. So, yes, gr- glad you asked that. Thank you for bringing that up. Next, we have Beth, who's calling from Atlanta. Good morning, Beth. Good morning. Thank you so much. Um, I have lovely irises this year, but they are growing to about three feet tall, and they're falling over. And I don't know how to best stake them to protect the plant, because every time I try to, I seem to ruin the flowers. So I'm wondering, am I doing something wrong as they're growing, or how do I need to keep them holding up? And I have the same problem with my peonies. Now, my peonies, I, I I just tie something around the whole plant very loosely. And if there's a shrub around them, there's a hydrangea behind my peony. And I'll tie it, sort of tie it to that, and they stay up really good. Otherwise, the blooms, as soon as it rains, they'll fall to the ground. But that works real good with me, and I use this, this wide tape that you buy at the nursery and it's sort of stretchy so it doesn't cut into the plant and that works good for me there's some uh, grids that you can buy that you put over the penny when it first starts and the plant grows up through it that's what i was gonna and say that works peony well ring. Mm-hmm. and that works good and as far as the irises, iris i don't do know think, Joe? um i would put in small bamboo yeah. spikes stakes pieces yeah. of bamboo and if you wanted to disguise them, you could even paint them green or you could buy them painted already and yeah. you can buy them for next ones. to nothing. Yeah, right. Yeah. And just carefully insert that against the stem and then uh, use a little. I like to use that Velcro tape. Mm-hmm. Is that what you were just talking I, about? The one I use is just a plastic like a floral, stretchy tape. Okay, yeah. yeah. But the Velcro is great because yeah, you can use it, it forever it. and ever after that. And uh, it's amazing. I have kind of a, a metal stake that. You know, you'd stake it into the ground, but then it's just got, got a, a little big one round half ring yeah. around it. So, I mean, I yeah. did. I had to oh, go yeah. out, Beth, the, the same thing with my irises. They're so tall. And maybe there's something to be said. I mean, it's great that they're growing that high. Yeah. It's certainly nothing that Beth is doing wrong. But maybe start thinking about every few years. What did we say last week? Five to six years. You probably need to divide up the right. irises, start yeah. to move them around, maybe you know, give them a little bit better conditions. Yeah. But there, if you go to the garden centers, you can see a section where they sell the bamboo. They also sell other devices that have been invented for staking tall stems, like uh, metal, long metal spikes with a ring around yes, it. Yes, with yes. a ring at the top. Yeah, that you those. can insert the stem in. So there's a couple creative ways, and you should find one you like.
Good. Thank you so much, Beth. And Laura has been patiently waiting for Mableton. Hi, Laura. Yes, good morning. Hi, Mickey. Good morning. <laughs> so, okay, this apple, this three-in-one apple tree that I planted five years ago, it was two years old when I got it five years ago. It still won't bloom. Is that What else can I add to do? I've been using E.D. Stone, but maybe I'm not doing enough. Is it in full sun? Yes, it is. In a very good spot. Nice airflow, nothing obstructing. What variety is it, Laura? Do you remember? It's, it's a Fuji. It's a, a golden delicious and a yellow and a red golden. Is it delicious. one of those that is grafted with different things on the same three, plant? Three on one. Okay. Yeah. Uh-huh. Okay. Are none of them blooming, or just one variety? None. Not, blo- not a one. It's two. I have two questions. Uh-huh. Um, so, are you? putting down too much nitrogen in your fertil- with your fertilization? Are you? I don't know. I've been using an EB stone. Oh, you said that. Berries. That's not bad. No, it's not. Yeah. Uh, okay, have you done a soil test? Because one, one of the traits of a failure to bloom on a, a fruit tree or apple tree specifically is a zinc deficiency in the soil. Okay. Have you looked at that? Try, I would do that if you had. It's always a good idea to do a soil test anyway, but there's a, signif- a specific symptom of zinc deficiency in soil with apple trees and it would be failure to bloom so it's just one if you've got full sun that the tree is fairly mature typically it takes uh, three to six years before you start seeing flowering on a tree but yours are right there yeah so check the soil yeah because i'm total southern exposure yeah and laura you can come by pikes we have got if you can either go to the extension service and take your soil sample or we've got some envelopes that go to the extension service it costs a little more but you don't have to go all the way to the extension service just put it in that and mail it in and just and one more question are you also pruning it and if so when because over no did she say um in february it's not it's really a semi so i just like um just shorten the branches so they don't um overtake each other that may be it. Yeah. You may be cutting off your blooms. Yeah, they, your blooms. In February? Well, yeah. yeah, because the flowers don't bloom on branches that are younger than one year old. So they need you need to have maturity to the branch before you'll get flowering on the on the branch. <laughs> they bloom on last year's wood. Yeah, I, like I, I I do half half of the branch. <laughs> So maybe yeah, don't yeah. prune it next year. Yeah, let the let, let the branch get at least a year old, and then see if you start getting flower blooms. I bet you do, especially if the soil's good. From top to bottom, you have to ask questions you do. about everything like about a, a gardener's routine to yeah. really find out the answer. Yes, good information. So refrain from the pruning and let's see what happens. That is excellent advice. Thanks for calling, Laura. Four zero four eight seven two zero seven fifty. We go to Pete in Putnam. Good morning, Pete. Good morning. So I want to know first, before you ask your garlic question, how did you plant your garlic this year? What did you start it from? Uh, I started about three years ago, and I took the bulbs that I dug up on the house we was working on and put them in the ground here. Very neat. And it's worked well for you for three years, huh? Yes, ma'am. Good. So what's your question but for us? I want to know if I can dig it up and spread it out because it's real thick when them two spots I got. It's about as thick as a town dog's back. <laughs> <laughs> Boy, that's pretty thick. <laughs> um, and it's not shooting like it generally does. You know, the shoots come up and got the big bub on it. I, it's elephant garlic, wild garlic, what I got. Yeah, I don't, I don't see it's just a bulb. I don't see up. why you can't. And then divide the pieces up. 
from the clothes. The clothes. I around it all the way around it with my tailor, real deep. Yeah. About four inches away from it. Well, here's the thing: you got just another month or two before you'd be digging it up and harvesting anyway. I'm just a little unsure if if you would cause any harm or it wouldn't be as productive if you dug it up now. It'd probably be fine. But since it's time to harvest it in just another month or two, if you could wait, for me, if I were doing it, that's what I would do and harvest some and enjoy it. And then that's the time where it needs to come out of the ground anyway if you're going to do anything with it. And that would be the ideal time, in my opinion. In June. Well, when the leaves, when the foliage above ground starts to yellow and fall over, that's when you want to... That's when that's the ideal time. The bulb has quit producing and it's ready to for you to do something with it. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, I didn't know what to do with it. I got my whole garden planted and uh, <laughs> Yeah. I got bush beans and tomatoes, squash. You're all set. We're coming to Yeah, your we house. are. Yeah, We're yeah, coming to party at your house. And we'll take some of that garlic home with us. <laughs> all you do is come down sixteen so head toward <laughs> Hancock County out of Edenton and We'll smell you. I mean, your garden. We'll I was going to ask where Putnam was, so you just answered that for me. Pete, Pete. from Putnam, is that right? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yes. We well, got you. Pete, good luck to you. Thank you so much for calling today. Yes, ma'am. Thanks. Thank good, good luck. Bye. All right. In the 6 o'clock hour, folks, we usually do not give away the weekend prize pack, and we want to give all you early birds an opportunity at the McDonald's weekend prize pack if you're going to be in town the month of May. And you're going to use this, and you've got a big family. This is for you. Before you start calling, a family four-pack of tickets to Salute America Air Show, May 9th and 10th at the Paulding Northwest Atlanta Airport. A pair of tickets to see the Atlanta Ballet's production of Mayhem May, May 15th through the 17th at the Cobb Energy Center. Four-pack of tickets to Disney on Ice, World of Fantasy, that's May 14th at the Gwinnett Arena. And a pair of tickets to see Barry Manilow in concert June 4th at the Gwinnett Arena, produced by AEG Live. We've got you running all over the place, from Paulding to Gwinnett. This is valued at $584. We are going to take caller number six right now. The prize line, you have to call the right number, 404 741 0750. Caller number six. Did I just say six. caller six? Okay, there we go. 404 741 0750. We're going to take a break and get to more of your questions. I'm Ashley Frasca filling in for Walter Reeves. This is Lawn and Garden on WSB. This is Scott Slade, host of Atlanta's Morning News on News 95.5 at AM 750 WSB. We'll be covering breaking news, Kirk Mellish weather, and traffic red alerts through the weekend. And the Southeast's largest news team is here for you first thing Monday morning when you head back to work. News 95.5 at AM 750 WSB. Now back to Walter Reeves for the lawn and garden advice you need. Time for a weather update brought to you by Ackerman Security. You couldn't ask for a better day to garden naked. Yes, I'll explain that in a moment. The weather's cooperating, so clothing today is strictly optional. Atlanta can expect sunny skies throughout the day with no rain. Afternoon highs in the upper 70s, overnight lows dipping to the mid-50s. Stay tuned. Atlanta's most accurate and dependable forecast comes up in 10 minutes on News 95.5 and AM 750 WSB. World Naked Gardening Day. I, I mean, I'm speechless. I just There's not really a whole lot I can say about that. <laughs> yeah, no, I just should have... Um... <laughs> put clothes on. I, I I didn't know you're just supposed to be gardening naked. I thought you, the whole day. The is whole naked. day, grocery store, radio yeah, show. here. 
Everything. Just so with you guys, I mean, you've got some briars in your yard. You've I don't bees. think I'm going to participate <laughs> in this conversation. I, I can't. <laughs> Leading up to the I show. have no place to hide my landscape right now because it's all clean and ready for new plants. So it's not like I can run away from anything. And That's then with all those five beehives, you really have to be on your best Plus, behavior. Plus, I've got to move a beehive, so that ought to be interesting today. Right. So we'll stick with what we've <laughs> yeah. got. Well, Joe, tell us a little bit about the progress of growing a greener world because you are busy doing just that. Yeah, yeah, my television year. show. Um, on PBS, it's all over the place, almost. You know, it's, you know, I used to, I used to m- lament that here in Atlanta, it's not on, even though it's on in every other major market in the country. And it's very frustrating to live here for so long and garden here and film here, and your show's not here. But a couple, a month ago, somebody that was working on my house said, "Hey, saw your show the other day. Really good. You know, blah blah blah." So my first reaction is, well, wow, okay, cool. Where did you see it? Expecting him to tell me that he was visiting some other state and he was in a city and he saw it. He said, well, in Canton. I said, what? This is the first I've heard that somebody in Georgia was able to see my show. I said, how did that, how did you do that? So so anyway, on uh, GPB, there's you know the over-the-air signal that you used to get with rabbit ears, but now you have to have some sort of digital, digital receiver. Well, anyway, it's gotten a little bit complicated because there's multiple signals that are being put out by the television stations these days. Well, long story short, one of those stations is the -the over-the-air signal. And if you get over-the-air PBS on Georgia Public Broadcasting, my show is there, like on Saturdays or Sunday at 11 in the morning and 11 at night. And and someone else yesterday said the same thing, and they were in ball ground. So I'm like, okay, we're making progress. So it's not a full victory yet. It's a partial victory. But, you know, you take take the victories... As you get them. And most of the episodes filmed in North Fulton County in your area. Yeah, yeah, many of them are. And uh, there's a lot to see and a lot to learn. And we're, you know, it's geared towards where I live, which is great for the people that live in the area, too, because they're seeing how things are here. And yet people all over the country like what they see here. So So to watch a little webisode, where can I go online? Ah, nice. Yeah, growingagreenerworld.com. You can not only, you know, read a lot of articles, but all the episodes that we've ever filmed are right there to watch. So Love that. The Internet's a beautiful thing. Oh, yes, it is. Good. I think we have time to let Gene jump in here from Lawrenceville. Hi, Gene. Hi. Thank you for taking my call. You're welcome. Um, Last fall, I... Uh, redid my uh, iris bed. Um, it was getting very crowded and uh, a lot of weeds. So I put, I have a, various varieties. I don't know the names of them. People have just given them to me from time to time. Uh, this spring, one variety uh, it has purple with a lavender top. It's bloomed uh, about five or six of them. But the others are not doing that. I assume they are just going to take a little bit longer to get established and get some roots to them. The flower itself is turning brown? No, the flower is... uh, They're not flowering at all, but the leaves... Oh, the leaves are are turning brown. The tips of them are turning brown. Mickey, real quick. I wonder how deeply it's planted. It needs to be planted very shallow. Um, you need to not have any manure near it, and it needs to be dry. It needs to be able to drain well. Those are the three things they need. And, and it could also be disease-related. It could be, it could uh, be fungal leaf spot or bacterial soft it, rot, it's, maybe? It, but it's going from the tips down, which makes me think it's something in the soil. Take it to the extension service yeah. in case, just to rule out any disease issues. They can analyze it there, and they can totally tell you if yeah. it's a disease-related issue and then tell you how to fix it. 
Thank you, Mickey. Thank you, Joe. We're coming up on 7 o'clock. This is Lawn and Garden on WSB. Cause I get what I want.